Please stand with us and sing. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mountain fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Come thou fount of every blessing to my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mountain fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come. And I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger wandering from the fold of God. He to rescue me from danger interposed his precious blood. To grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let that goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God of love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Amen, and good morning. Welcome to worship this morning. It is wonderful to see all of you and all of you kiddos here this morning, and welcome to those worshiping online as well. And now, friends, the peace of Christ be with you all. And let us greet one another. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Amen. And now let us join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning. And Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us as we worship you this morning. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. All right, kiddos, are you guys ready for a children's moment? Yes? Okay. All right. Okay, here we are. We are a noisy bunch this morning, aren't we? Okay. Here we are. Okay. Can you guys hear? 
Oh, what do I have? I have a couple of things in my hand. I have a little baggie of marshmallows. We're going to take a seat. And then we have some money. So we're going to talk about something called temptation. Does anybody know what temptation is? Taylor. Yeah. Yes. Taylor said that it's if you really want something, but maybe you shouldn't have it. So maybe there could be cake on the table and you just want to take a slice. So here's an example of temptation. Does anybody else have any ideas how to explain temptation? Any other ideas? Well, here's... Yes, it's wanting these things. Okay. And so here, I've got these things in my hand. So here is what temptation is. If I was to set these things on the ground and then walk away, one of you would, maybe my own, okay. We need, so one of you would be tempted to come and take it. But here's the thing. Temptation is not what we're supposed to follow. We are not supposed to give in to every temptation. If we gave in to every temptation, you would just take whatever you wanted, wouldn't you? You saw something, it could be somebody else's, but if we gave into every temptation, you saw something that wasn't yours that you wanted, you would just take it. And then what would this world look like if everybody just took everything, even if it wasn't theirs? Wouldn't this world be a really sad place and nobody would know who to trust? Wouldn't that be sad? Yes. So Jesus, the adults and I are going to talk about Jesus when he goes into the wilderness and he goes through a time of temptation and he resists every temptation. And we need to do the same. We also need to learn how to choose what's right, even if we're tempted to do something else. So if I was to walk around, walk away and leave this $20 bill and this bag of marshmallows. I got it. I got All right. If I was to walk away, then you would be tempted to take this. However... If you took it, would you feel good afterwards? If you took something that wasn't yours, would you feel good? No? You, the truth is you wouldn't feel good at all. All right, this is a bit of a wild moment, so I'm going to hand you off to your Sunday school teachers now. So we're going to stand and say a prayer. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning and we ask, Lord, that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us and help us to overcome temptations. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And you can go off to Sunday school. my children with my blessing never alone waking sleeping i am with you you are my own in my love's baptismal river i have made you mine forever go my children with my blessing you are 
And now it is time for announcements. And believe it or not, I did have a conversation with my son about good behavior this morning before we came in here, and sometimes those don't always stick. Uh, so anybody who has any announcements, you can come forward at this time. I do have a few announcements for you as folks are gathering. My first announcement is that next week is our annual meeting. So if you did not uh, pick up a copy of this or receive a copy of this annual report uh, from the back of the sanctuary, you can do so when you leave. Next week, we have one worship service. This is really important, especially for you nine o'clock folks. You don't want to come an hour early. We have one worship service at what time? 10 o'clock, exactly. So it's also daylight savings time, so it's going to feel like 9 o'clock. So those of you who come at 9, you guys are fine. Our 11 o'clock people are not going to like it all too much. But uh, you are still coming at what will feel like the same time, but it's going to be 10 o'clock in the morning. We are going to lose an hour of sleep. Isn't that just so sad? You know, I love my sleep. I'm one of those people who likes to sleep. And then afterwards, we will have our uh, annual meeting. So make sure to pick up a copy of the reports. And even if you somehow can't make the meeting, if you're not going to be here next week, and pick up a copy of the reports to read everything that's going on in the church. Definitely an interesting thing to do. If you are watching online and you are not in the church yet, you can join us via Zoom. That is an option, and I will email it out again this week. And then also, we are now in the season of Lent. If you were with us on Ash Wednesday, then you were able to pick up a copy of this devotional booklet. It's one that I found really interesting. Uh, and so, and, yeah, others who are reading it so far are finding it interesting as well. There are a bunch of copies in the back of the sanctuary. Take one. There are devotional booklets for the season of Lent. I hope that all of them go home with somebody so somebody could read these devotional booklets and hopefully feel as though they're learning something new during the season of Lent. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see all of you again and see all those faces out there. Um, Women's Fellowship is March 19th. I've been in contact with Joanne from the Crossroads. Uh, it's a home for homeless boys, right? And uh, actually, Jean King had a lot of uh, time with them, and we are now taking over as Women's Fellowship. Joanne is going to come to talk with us and let us know what's going on, what they need, and what it is all about. It will be at 11 o'clock here in Cook Hall, March 19th. If you want to join us, please do. Good morning. Um, I'd just like to let you know a couple of things. First of all, if you are parents or grandparents of some of the kids in our Sunday school program, you will um, be receiving, or your child will be receiving, a little calendar today. We're going to be starting the Heifer Project, which you probably are familiar with, um, where you can purchase animals that are then um, donated to families that are in need. So they will be having um, a calendar, and each day there are little things that they can put in a quarter or 10 cents or 5 cents for. But for those of you that don't have young children anymore, if you'd like to participate, we would love to have the congregation participate also. So I'll leave a couple of these calendars at the back. We are going to be continuing this until the um, first Sunday in April, and then we will be collecting all the money at that point. Thank you. Hi, good morning. I'm Kaylee. I'm a student minister here at UCC. And um, as the bulletin says, on March 27th and April 3rd, um, we're going to be having a love language class. Um, and uh, I, my plan is this week to make a video, so we will play that next Sunday, kind of explaining what that, 
will entail, and um, it's going to be in between the two services, so I'd love if you could come and um, we can learn about our love language and how that affects our relationship with God and others. Thank you. Uh, Good morning. As uh, you all know, our church building is getting a little bit older. Uh, The trustees would like to make an assessment of all of our church assets. So over the next two months, I'm looking for uh, suggestions, recommendations, ideas you have that would think that would make the church run better, look better, function better. So if you have any ideas, please let myself know or Joyce. And there is an email that will be in the, the Zionite that you can send us ideas via your emails also. Thank you. And now it's time for us to light our peace candle. And as we light our peace candle, I know that we are continuing to lift in prayer the people of Ukraine, the people who are trying to uh, stay in a place where they can be peaceful, and they are resisting the uh, oppression that is coming towards them. So we will continue to pray for peace in Ukraine, but we're also praying for peace in our own lives and peace all over the world. So let us take this time to center ourselves, to focus ourselves on the peace of God, How can we create more peace in this world and how can we pray for peace so that there can be greater peace in this world? So let us pray this morning. Holy and loving God, we light this candle and we pray for peace. We pray for peace in Ukraine. We pray that the people can be strong enough to resist oppression. Lord, we pray that you can be with them so that they can know peace again. We pray for peace in our own communities. We pray for peace in this world. We pray for peace that can be stronger than violence. Lord, we pray for peace. Help us, Lord, to be instruments of your peace. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. sanctuary pure and holy tried and true with thanksgiving I'll be a living sanctuary opening litany. O oh God, help us to use this season of Lent to examine our attachments. And, and as as we invite us to live more shine the light of your love into the private corners of our lives. Grant us the strength to free ourselves from appetites and needs that drive us. Teach us that letting go, we become free rather than deprived. We offer you our Lenten observance, and today we place our feet on the road to Easter. Amen.
reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, the fourth chapter. We will read the first 13 verses. You can open up your pew Bibles, or if you prefer, a lot of folks like to open up the app on their phone and follow along. You are welcome to do that as well. And if you like to sit and listen, you're always welcome to do that. I find that following along helps me the most. And if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Starting with verse 1. 
Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, the Jordan River, and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. And the devil said to him, if you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus answered him, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. And then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all of the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, to you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours." But Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And then the devil took Jesus to Jerusalem and placed him on a pinnacle of a temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had finished every test, he departed from Jesus until an opportune time. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When it's all been said and done There is just one thing that matters Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? When it's all been said and done All my treasures will mean nothing Only what I've done for love's reward Will stand the test of time Lord, your mercy is so great that you look beyond our weakness and find purest gold in my reclaim, making sinners into saints. And I will always sing your praise here on earth and ever after 
Let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning. Lord, as we are in this first Sunday of Lent, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us and help us to begin our spiritual journeys of this season in a way that can help us to be better versions of ourselves and more focused on you. Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us and that you bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So we begin the season of Lent with Jesus in the wilderness. Because after Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, then he went into the wilderness for 40 days. And that length of time is symbolic. Because how long were Moses and the Israelites in the wilderness? For 
40 years. And so Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. And during those 40 days, he was tempted by the devil. Now, this 40 days also, that's the reason why the season of Lent is 40 days long plus Sundays. And so we really take this time to begin the season of Lent by first digging into this passage and then hoping to grow throughout the season of Lent. So Jesus went into the wilderness and there when he was in the wilderness, he was tempted by the devil. Now, this is such an interesting phenomenon. Now, I'm always asking myself, like, who did the devil think that he was tempting Jesus? Like, did he think he actually had any ability to to get Jesus to fall for any of his temptations? To me, it's just mind-boggling because clearly the devil knew that Jesus was the Son of God. And so why did he think that he even stood a chance in tempting Jesus? But as one of the teenagers pointed out when we were sitting here up on the chancel on Friday evening, Jesus was fully human and fully divine. So clearly the devil thought that he could tempt that human side of Jesus. Now, it's also not clear how much the devil tempted Jesus. Now, by the way, I don't like talking about the devil at all. I'm not the kind of person that ever talks about the devil much, but it, for this reading, we really have to. So it's also not clear how much the devil tempted Jesus while they were in the wilderness for 40 days. Was it an all day, every day kind of thing? Was it a, a once a day? Was it a once every other couple days? Was it only on those days that were really, really bad? We don't know. But Jesus told his disciples about three temptations, whether they were the three last temptations or maybe the three most significant temptations. Clearly, these are temptations that Jesus thinks we should learn from. And so first thing we're going to do today is walk through the temptations that the devil tried on Jesus while he was in the wilderness. So the first temptation that the devil tried with Jesus was uh, appealing to his temporal needs. Jesus body was starving. By the way, Jesus did not eat anything for 40 days. This is not anything anybody should ever try. And it's miraculous that Jesus survived for that whole entire time. It is genuinely miraculous. This is not anything that you should ever try at home. Please do me a favor and never, ever, ever try this at home. And sometimes we just need to learn from Jesus. We don't need to, to follow him for 40 days by eating nothing. That would be a terrible thing. Our bodies require food. Our bodies need food to survive. And so the first thing that the devil did was the devil appealed to that hunger said, oh, Jesus, I see you're hungry. I wonder when this happened. You know, there's, there, it was probably like pretty well into the, his time in the wilderness, but maybe this was earlier on when that hunger pain was getting really strong. And the devil's like, oh, Jesus, I see that you're hungry. You know, if you're really the son of God, you could just tell that loaf of, that, that, uh, that stone to turn into a loaf of bread and then you could be filled and you wouldn't be hungry anymore. And so the devil tried to pay attention to those needs of Jesus, that need that Jesus required food, but Jesus did not fall for this temptation. Jesus resisted the urge. Jesus could not be tempted. And then the second temptation that we have here was a temptation of 
power. Now, I don't think that this temptation stood a chance on Jesus because Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. So, of course, this goes against everything that Jesus is. Jesus came as a servant, as a humble servant, to teach us and to show us how to live. Jesus did not come for power and authority. Jesus already has power and authority. He didn't need to gain any more power and authority. But here's the thing. Humans can be so tempted by power and authority. Us humans, so often we want more power. So often we want more authority. We especially, us humans, I'm saying humans in general, so often we want power and authority over other people. It is a terrible thing about humanity. Do you realize how terrible it is about humanity that so often we want power and authority over other people? But that is the reason why the devil next tempted Jesus with power and authority. But Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And so this temptation did not stand a chance. Jesus didn't need any power. Jesus didn't need any authority. So next time we feel tempted by power and authority, remember, if Jesus didn't need any of this power, if Jesus didn't need any of this authority, then neither do we. And then the third temptation was a temptation that relied on fear. Now, I'm going to ask you, how many of you guys are afraid of heights? Anybody else like me? I am petrified of heights. You know I love to ski. You know it's my favorite thing about the winter. But my least favorite thing about skiing is sitting on those chairlifts, especially when I have one of my children right next to me. Because I'm afraid that if they move just a little too much, if they wiggle just a little bit too much, then they're going to make their way down and that they're going to break all their bones. I ski with my friends on Tuesday nights a lot of times, a group of us moms, and we'll go skiing on Tuesday nights and we'll go to Holiday Valley for this. So if you go to Holiday Valley, you know this, but there's this one chairlift that's really, really high, like way over on the side. So even though I'm easily the best skier in the group, I'm always like, can we not go that way? Like they know that we stay away from that. And my friend will be like, She'll be like, well, we don't go over to that trail because one of us doesn't like that chairlift. I am petrified of heights, especially those really high, really scary heights. Well, imagine what this must have been like for Jesus. Somehow the devil, whether this actually happened or it was just a sense of a mirage, whether it was just something that Jesus saw, that the devil made Jesus see this, somehow the devil brought Jesus up to a high pinnacle of of a temple, this high point on top of a temple of a high building. Now, of course, the buildings weren't quite as high then as they are today, but what I want you to think about, I want to think like on top of a a skyscraper. Let's put this in the way that we might be afraid. It's as if the devil put Jesus on top of a skyscraper and said to Jesus, don't worry. The devil even quoted scripture to Jesus. By the way, pay attention to this. The devil quoted scripture to Jesus. There are people in this world, I want to remind you, that will quote scripture in order to do harm that happens so it's happened throughout history it continues to happen today so i want you to remember this the devil quoted scripture just because scripture is quoted does not mean that that that's always the lesson that we need to follow and so the devil quoted scripture at jesus and said well jesus you're up on this high high pinnacle this high point 
I'm not going to take you down. I put you up here, but now the only way you can get down is if you jump. But don't worry, the scripture says that the angels are going to catch you. And so the devil tried to trick Jesus because I'm sure that this was a fearful moment. The devil tried to trick Jesus by playing on human fear, a basic human fear of heights. So many people are afraid of heights. The devil tried to trick Jesus, but this trick didn't work. Jesus knew it was just a mirage. Jesus knew he just had to wait it out. Sometimes when we're afraid, we might jump on something. We might think that we need to do something instantly, but sometimes we just need to wait it out out and Jesus could not be tempted and after 40 days of this 40 days of temptation I don't even think we want to know how much Jesus was tempted I don't even think we want to know how much pain Jesus went through we often think about the pain that Jesus went through when he was on a cross but I'm going to tell you I think that this was a time of pain and agony we don't even want to know how much pain and how much agony Jesus went through but none of these temptations worked Because Jesus had a mission. Jesus had a purpose. And the purpose was was for us. Jesus had a mission to save all of us from from the, the grasp of evil. Jesus had a mission. And no temptation was strong enough to distract him. And so here's the thing. You know how much I love the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke is my favorite gospel. I just love how Luke tells the story of Jesus. It's my absolute favorite. Well, Luke actually leaves out one piece that the Gospel of Matthew includes. After these 40 days, after the time and the wilderness was over, that is when Jesus left the wilderness. And then Matthew tells us that the angels came and waited on him. The angels came and served him. Nobody can go that long without food. Nobody should ever go nearly that long without food. And so the angels came to tend to the body of Jesus, to bless the body of Jesus, to feed the body of Jesus, so that then Jesus could regain his strength and begin his ministry. But I'm always struck by the fact that the devil thought that he stood a chance against Jesus. I'm always struck by the fact that evil thought that it could actually stand a chance against Jesus. But the reality is that us humans can be so tempted. Just case and point, I told my children in the car what this children's moment was going to be about for the full purpose that I wanted my son to behave properly my son to behave properly while he was sitting here but of course he got silly and when he was getting silly did he behave properly no that temptation to act up was just a little bit too strong even though I had prepared him on the way in on how I expected him to act sometimes that temptation sometimes that temptation for a kid like my son it's the temptation to be goofy (laughs) Sometimes that temptation to do something, sometimes that temptation can be just a little bit too strong for us humans. And for kids, it's innocent. For kids, it's funny. For kids, you can sit them down and be like, were you supposed to act that way? And they're going to say, no, mom, I'm sorry. If you noticed, I gave Walter a little talking to before I sent him back into Sunday school. But for adults, us adults, when we give into temptations, it can be dangerous. When we give into a temptation for power, wars happen. When we give into temptation for authority, abuse happens. 
When we give in to these temptations as adults, dangerous things can happen. And I I read this quote. A bunch of us pastors were talking about this passage online, and and we were all communicating back and forth. And this one quote I just absolutely love by a a pastor who's in Massachusetts, UCC pastor in Massachusetts, Reverend Alex Shea Will. He said this, and I love this, so I'm sharing this with you right now. He said that to us humans, you know, the devil doesn't appear to us like a person. You're not going to have the devil walk up and appear to you with like a name tag being like, hi, I'm the devil. You know, I'm here to tempt you. The devil's not going to do that with us humans. The devil appears to humans in different ways, and I love this. He said that this is something that speaks throughout many different languages as well. The devil is that voice inside of us that plays on our insecurities and vulnerabilities and separates us from ourselves, meaning like from who we really are, from one another, and from God. Think about that. The devil, the way that the devil works with us humans is is the devil is the one who is that voice inside of us that plays on our insecurities. The, The devil is that voice that you hear that says, you're not good enough. The devil is that voice that that you hear that says, don't even try, you don't stand a chance. The devil is that voice that we hear inside of us that says, don't try to be friends with that person, they're not going to like you. Why would they like you? You, that is how the devil plays on our insecurities. And think about how the devil plays on our vulnerabilities. The devil is the person who is that that voice that, that speaks to somebody who's been sober for so long. And then it's that voice that says, you can have just one drink. You've been sober for years. You can have just one drink. It's not gonna hurt you. Or the devil is that voice that that a young girl hears that says, you don't need to eat that food. That food will make you fat. Don't touch that food. Even though we need food for our bodies to survive. The devil is that, that voice that we hear that says, you need that money more than they do. Just take that money. No one will notice. Just take a little bit off the top. No one's going to notice. You need that money more than they do. Or the devil is that voice that says, it's just this one night. It's just fun. Who cares about your marriage? Who cares about that for tonight? Just have fun tonight. No one will know. She will never find out. You get where I'm going. The voice of the devil is what plays on our vulnerabilities. And this is what we need to understand. And I actually really want you, I know we talked about this, teenagers and I talked about this on Friday night too, but the devil isn't going to appear to us with like this big, you know, scary version being like, hey, I'm the devil. This is me. That's not what the devil's going to do. But instead, this is how the devil works. Those insecurities, those vulnerabilities, that's how the devil works inside of us. So friends, I want us to all think about this. During the season of Lent, it's a great time for us to work on our temptations. It's the great time for us to pause and to evaluate. Hyperactive me even understands that the season of Lent is a great time to slow down. The season of Lent is a great time to take a deep breath and to slow down and to evaluate everything in our lives. The the season of Lent is a great time to think about what are those voices of our insecurities? What are those voices of our vulnerabilities? What are those voices that are keeping us from who we truly are? What are those voices that that separate us from those who matter to us? What are those?
those voices that, that separate us from having a relationship with God? What are those voices that are those temptations to us? Let's take time to slow down. I know, I always tell us to slow down, and if you know me, that is not easy at all. Let's take time to slow down, to reevaluate, to reevaluate during these 40 days, the season of Lent. Slow down and, and find out if there's any temptations that we need to resist. And friends, I want you to know who here has ever messed up before in their life? Who's ever given in to any temptation? If you mess up, we all mess up. If that voice ever tells you you can't be forgiven, if that voice ever tells you you did too much, too bad, too, you know, it's too late, you can't be forgiven, that is that voice right there. Don't listen to that voice. But instead, during the season of Lent, grow, meditate, draw closer to God, ignore that nasty voice, and overcome temptation. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, help us to mute the voices of temptation or, or the voices of insecurities or the voices that play on our vulnerabilities in our minds. Help us to understand that that voice is lying to us, but that you, Lord, want us to live and want us to grow and want us to be closer to you. Help us, Lord, to push away all those things that tempt us and that lead us astray. And help us, Lord, to focus on you and to follow you and your way so that we can grow into the children of God that you call us to be. Help us, Lord, to follow Jesus. And Lord, we pray this in every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. And together we say, Amen. Please join us in our tithes and offerings.
Let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Come, you who are weary and restless. Come, all who hunger and thirst. We are ready. Creating God, source of all our being and all the earth, we thank you and we praise you for the gift of life. We thank you for calling us to obedience and for sending us Jesus to show us how to live. Jesus, our Savior, we praise you for the glory of redemption. It was you who suffered the world's pain so that we may live. We celebrate the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, who carries us through life with the love and the strength of the Lord. We join in your unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We gratefully recall and remember Christ's birth as one of us, Christ's baptism for our sin, Christ's compassion for our suffering, Christ's intimacy with our frailty, Christ bearing the cross with its death, and Christ rising from the tomb by the power of God. It was Jesus who took the bread, gave thanks, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, Jesus also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. And we affirm the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Consecrate, therefore, by your Holy Spirit these gifts of bread and wine. Bless us that as we receive them, we may offer you our faith and our praise. We may be united with Christ and with one another, and we may be strengthened by the Holy Spirit to continue faithfully as disciples in your world. And let us say the prayer that Jesus taught us. But before we begin, I know it says deaths up there, but somebody brought to my attention that we should maybe say sins during the season of Lent because that's a word that we identify with more strongly. So if you are able to say the Lord's Prayer using the word sins with me, please do so. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Through the broken bread, we participate in the body of Christ. Through the cup of blessing, we participate in the newness of life. Come, for all things are now ready. Bread. 
sacrifice and resurrection, all who die with you shall Lord of our salvation. 
We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Strengthen us in faith. Increase our love for one another. And let us show the world your greatness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, in the unity with the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. are the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness being restored. And though these are days of great trial, of famine and darkness and sword, still we are the voice in the desert, crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun, at the trumpet call, lift your voice, it's a year of jubilee. Out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. These are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming its flesh. And these are the days of your servant David, rebuilding the temple of praise. Trumpet call, lift your voice, hear of Jubilee, and out of Zion till salvation comes. There's no God like Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah. 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 Behold, He comes riding on the clouds. Shining like the sun at the trumpet call, lift your voice, year of jubilee, God of science till salvation comes. Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun at the trumpet call, lift your voice, year of jubilee, God of science till salvation comes. 
go forth with the blessing of God. Go forth with the love of Christ. Go forth with the strength of Jesus and be a blessing to all.